Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. Welcome to episode two of Seriously Dad, where comedians Albert Davis and Jay Yoder explore fatherhood with other funny comedians. Today, we're going to have Mark Rickadon on the show with us. We're going to explore it all. We're going to talk about the silly things we did as kids, what we do with our kids today, and just the fun things we remember about being a kid. You're going to love the episode. Check us out. Thanks for tuning in to Seriously Dad. Seriously Dad. Seriously Dad. Two father comedians out of Philadelphia. Seriously, Dad. Dad. Seriously, Dad. Welcome to Seriously Dad. We got a new episode today, and we have with us in studio, Mr. Mark Riccadonna. Hi, hey. <laughs> Dude, Mar- Mark and I met because uh, he was nice enough to bring me on the road with him a couple trips. We did a yeah. hot Staten Island, or not Staten Island, a hot Long Island gig. Oh, boy. Um, but, that was uh, actually... I, I- I like gigs like that. I know a lot of comics look down on it and pretend they're too good to do them. So it was a Wait, library was at two o'clock in the afternoon oh, nice. on Sunday. Yeah, that's beautiful. The, the gigs that? nobody wants to do, like old age homes, 55 and up communities, libraries, um, corporate gigs. The gigs that are nightmares to most comics, I love. Yeah, They're like, and they pay better. So, do, they do always pay better they pay the great pay, it's always higher pay grade. well this library had a budget for that they were bringing yeah. in they were trying to bring trying in to art and culture back. into and okay. get long people island to come back in okay, which, of all places yeah right well the cool thought. thing though is we had our like we had a long trip and every time we've had a couple long trips together and it's always talking about being parents because we have kids yeah. around the same age so all three of us have kids it in that same range right yeah you always end up talking about your kids so, i lost interest in everything i used to have interest in <laughs> so now all I can talk about is kids. <laughs> kids right? it's like, I, right. I used to know what was going on in the NFL, but seven years, eight years ago when we had a kid, that <laughs> went away. Um, so we're going to start with some slow round questions, questions we're going to ask uh, future guests that kind of keep some some continuity and allow us to get to know you a little bit. And so we're yeah. going to start with how long have you been doing stand up comedy? Oh, geez. I started when I was 18. Um, I moved from Ohio to New York when I was 17. And uh, I got a job at a comedy club as a door guy because I needed to make money. Well, actually, I got a job as a waiter, but I was a really bad waiter. <laughs> and they didn't want to fire me. So you got demoted to the yeah. door guy? Okay. They were like, we don't want to fire you. You seem like a hard worker and you seem to really love this. So uh, what do you think about bartending? I was like, yeah, I'll bartend. I was even worse. Like, yeah. Was, not easy. One for you, one for me, <laughs> one for you, one for me. And... Uh, they didn't want to fire me because again, I tried really hard and I put all the work in. I just wasn't good at it. And I had a tendency to always want to talk to the customers and they're like, no comedy club in out. Yeah. And, uh, so then they were like, would you answer phones and like work the door? <laughs> the administrative assistant. You must have been so likable. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we are not letting this guy go. Well, and I, cause I would do stuff like even when I was the, the waiter, like, I would bust all the tables for everyone because mm. they were like, there was stuff on the table. So I just, I just would work as hard as I can at whatever I did. So they were like, this guy actually has work ethic. So uh, I ended up being the door guy. And as they fired different people because of different reasons, I kept moving up the ladder and I became 
the booker and I was the GM and booker of stand up New York and New York city. And I was like nice. 20, 21. Like it was during a very early age and I was hanging out with the comics and I loved comedy and, um, I would hang out with the comics and they're like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just what point did it. you, what point did you finally do? How long did it take from you being there at all? So I was secretly writing a lot at night, like after the club would close, I was oh. writing like crazy, but I wouldn't tell anyone. Um, so like then closet stand up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was one of those things where it was like, I really want to do this. And everybody's asking me and I keep saying no, because I'm too embarrassed to yeah. dive in and fail in front of, cause these are like a list comics I that was, I'm hanging out with after. Show. Yeah. I was going to ask you like, you're not hanging out with like Ronnie from the around the block. You're hanging out with like comedians, <laughs> yeah, like, like legit. Holy like, shit. Comedians. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, Louis CK at this time was coming in and doing guest spots. He there wasn't even getting yeah. paid work at the club. So I'm hanging out and like, not that I hung out with them, but like I was on a first name basis with yeah. like Robin Williams, Seinfeld, Chris sure. Rock. They would come in. They'd see me. Ah, Mark, you're here. Good. We want to work on something. Right. So that was like the circle of people I was around. It wasn't like you're going to go do an open mic. It was like Eddie if was the one who finally said, if you go on stage, I'll go on stage and talk about whatever subject you want. And I go, well, I don't know what to i wouldn't know what to do and he goes just go up and tell the stories and stuff that you were doing earlier at the bar you'll be fine so i went up and this is i it sounds ridiculous but the first time i went up it went really well you crushed right i, say, <laughs> I think it was the yeah. adrenaline and i do believe audiences and i always tell young comics this audiences like watching people have fun so even yeah. if you're not funny if you're at least having fun they will be involved and i was having the time of my life this was like oh my god this is the... yeah and but i didn't care because i didn't think i was going to do comedy so i didn't have that like oh that joke didn't work i just kept going and just having mm -hmm. fun and it was like i was kind of almost like the narrative of the audience member if they had to go up like talking about what was really going on in the room talking about the comic oh, that was shit. just on. okay like i was having fun and it worked and so then I was like, oh, I'm in. I, I want to do comedy now. And then I bombed for like six months. I was saying, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> that was gone. Yeah. Because then I wanted to do it, you know? And I, yeah. And, but I would go up and do what they now call it the check spot. But I would go up when the MC used to go up and bomb for five minutes while yep. everybody paid the Pay check. The bill. I would tell the MCs, if you don't want to go up and do that, I will. And I didn't care if I bombed because. Because you were sort of in booker. that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not true. supposed to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Give so, it up for your booker. <laughs> so I would just go up and try stuff. And uh, it was like, I didn't have any structure of like, I'm working on my 10 minutes. Right, it was right, like, right. I'll go up and just try shit. Like, I want to do a character. All right. I'm going to go up and be filthy Wayne Newton. And I go up and pretend <laughs> I'm Wayne Newton singing dirty songs. And you know, people are paying their check, and every once in a while, I get somebody to look up and go, eh, it's "Pretty good." It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh, I killed the night." <laughs> now, did that did that mark at twenty twenty one? Did he have a perception of that you wanted to be a dad, or was that something like I'm pursuing entertainment, not even thinking about it? This is uh, it's well, it's funny because I, even as a kid, I knew I wanted to be a dad. 
like I was just I I really want to be a grandpa. That's it's my okay. goal. I want to skip. I wanna, okay, okay. I I just want to be a grandpa. Like that. I used to hang out with my grandfather all the time and be like, I just want to do what you do. Like this is exactly the life I want. And they have like nice. all the knowledge. They always yeah. have all the knowledge and all the Werther's originals. Those and like, it yeah. was like this, you know, I'd sit down with him. He'd just be watching baseball or something, or he'd be doing something. All right, I'm going to go mow the lawn. And like it, everything he did was like cool. And so I kind of like, I was like, yeah, I can't, I want to be a grandpa. And I have a joke in my act about it where I say, I, I failed English because I wrote a paper called the shadow report and the shadow reports where you follow the person who has the job you want. And you write a paper. Well, my teacher failed me because I followed my grandfather. And according to her, retirement isn't a job. <laughs> you know? But it's what I, I like. I loved hanging out with him. Yeah. So, so question, sorry to catch your question. So did you and your parents, like you and your dad, did you guys have a good relationship? Oh, or was great. You, so you come from a good line of family. Yeah. Like I yeah. actually, I'll tell you about my dad and I's, uh, our, our bonding, but, um, I, one of the greatest compliments I ever got, and it was so funny because it was right when I became a dad. Um, I was overseas doing a, a USO tour, and I was with Craig Gass, Don Jameson, and Kevin Downey Jr., and we were doing this uh, Spain and uh, Portugal, a tour through Spain and Portugal, and uh, I wish I knew you back then. Oh, Could have brought you. And went oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I brought you my speaks the language. Jeez. <laughs> we were, it was late. Craig's uh Craig's sober now. And so we were all drinking wine. Craig was drinking water. And he just looked at me at one point while we were sitting around talking to a couple of the base officers and stuff. And Craig looks at me and goes, ah, this is take it as a compliment. I don't mean that, but you're gonna be a really great grandfather <laughs> oh, shit. and i go oh, shit. i always wanted to be a grandfather um, i feel like every group of friends has the grandpa like you know they call yeah, grandpa yeah, 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 yeah. Like, i coach baseball we had a lot of kids that they would call a kid grandpa because he wanted to go to bed earlier or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. i just i always I, I love the 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 vibe of hanging out with older people and i mean even when i started getting in the stand-up and touring i was in my 20s and all of my friends were in their late forties, early fifties, all of oh. them. I like the, I didn't hang out with anybody my age except for my roommates. So it was like, I would go on the road and I'd be with, you know, people in their mid to late fifties yeah, and I'd be hanging out with them. And so that's kind of what I, how I got into doing all this was I was with an older crowd and I feel like I always wanted to be a dad, but there was a point in my twenties when I realized you know, maybe it's not going to happen because I'm going to be doing this with my life. And this isn't really productive of being a parent, it's like being the, an it's entertainment. Not leave it to beaver. It's not like were a you, leave it to beaver style. Yeah. And like, yeah. Did, did that hurt? Were you, it, was it like a moment where you were like, fuck, this isn't going to happen. And maybe I should change. Or we're just like, fuck it. I'm not going to be a dad. Well, and, you know, we'll see what happens. We were talking in the car. I, I didn't have a plan B. <laughs> there was like no plan bust. B. So it was like, I, if if I'm not going to be, I knew like if I'm not going to be like acting and doing stand up, I probably would try to be a writer or a director. And if I wasn't going to do that, I'd probably get in the producing. Or when I get older, I'd probably get in the producing with film and theater. And so I knew my bloodline was in entertainment. I don't have to be the center of attention. Like mm -hmm. I don't have that in me. Right. But I I love 
from a young age, I realized I loved the magic of the entertainment business. I loved going to movies and now I see my kids and that's their favorite thing to do since the pandemic let up. We've gone to movies and it's like every week they're like, is there a new kids movie out that we can nice, go to the yeah. theater? Nice. They love the magic same. of the theater. And I'm the same dude. I will sit and we were watching Lyle Lyle crocodile and I'm crying. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm in the theater crying and I'm with my kids and I'm just enjoying every second of it. And then like over a Christmas break, my family, we all went to the movie theater with my parents, my kids, my wife, and we, we went and saw a movie and, my mom and dad were like, yeah, we need to start doing this more. Like mm -hmm. we need to start going to more movies. And I love theater even more. Like I used yeah. to always say you go to the, well, it's, I didn't say it. Somebody said it and then I stole it. <laughs> um, you go to the movies to be entertained, but you go to the theater to have your life changed. Like yeah, it I change agree. your perspective. Yeah. Theater's different. And so it's like, I love the fact that my kids are into it. And I think part of the reason that I got so into it, and it's what you were just asking about with my relationship with my dad, my dad, my brother was very athletic. My dad and my brother would go out and play catch. They would throw the football around. When I was young, I was not in the sports. Yeah, I was just going to say, is so that your baseball? I loved, loved watching TV. I would wake up at like five in the morning, sneak downstairs, not wake anyone up, and watch TV until about 6.37 when everybody else got up. And then when they came down, I pretended I just got up. So wow. they didn't know what I was What were you wow. watching? The what monsters. was on? Oh, what the a monsters? great show. I, watched the old, I like the monsters. Like Nickelodeon, yeah, like old black and white. Yeah, years. it was a lot of those old black oh, and white. What's the one? Andy, Andy Griffin. Griffin. That was him. Gomer Pyle, yeah. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. I, like, I watched all those like old, old shows. Because that was all that was on. Yeah. And then when I knew when the cartoons started coming on, the morning cartoons, not Saturday, it would be even work or school week. When the cartoons started coming on, I knew, okay, everybody's going to be waking up, up soon. Huh. And um, <laughs> I also got in trouble. <laughs> I got, I'll, wait, I'll tell you about my dad, then I'll tell you this story. So my dad and I, our thing, our version of playing catch was every Sunday we would get a big <laughs> a big plate of meats, cheeses, pickled stuff, the uh, crackers and all the charcuterie. Yeah. yeah. We were, Lunchable. See, back then it was just, it was called anapasta. Now it's yeah, yeah, charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. We, we, the region. we weren't fancy, but, um, but we would make these big plates and we would watch every Sunday, the comic strip live, Dennis Miller show, um, the Simpsons. There was one other show on the Sundays. That was a comedy. And then as soon as Beverly Hills 90210 came on, I knew it was time to Call go to it. bed. I'm going to go get a bath, go go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Draw well, my that, bath, Dad. That was, you and, that was you and your dad's time. That was time. my dad. That was our there thing. That was our... And I mean, my dad is amazing. He was like... I, I just wrote... I told you. <laughs> I thought today was his birthday. It's next Sunday. But um, <laughs> I wrote in a card for him. I had the kids sign it my wife signed it and i wrote a thing like if i could be half the dad you were i know my kids are in good shape oh, and so go. like i had a really great upbringing but yeah. <laughs> so this is just the this is the story so every saturday i would get up really early my brother was more of like a sleep-in guy but he would get up and he would come down and same thing not wake my parents up i would already be downstairs and my brother caught me 
and I forgot about this. I think I, I was so young and like we were talking about, like, I remember the essence of being young, but I don't have a ton of memories. And I always get nervous when I'm with my kids. I'm like, they're not going to remember this. (laughs) Like, hopefully they remember the feeling of being loved and whatever, but like, they're not going to remember this specific thing. Uh, Cause I don't, but I also had a lot of head injuries, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but um, my brother caught me. My brother remembers everything. He has like a photographic memory. He came down the stairs and apparently every day uh, or every Saturday, I would go down and when Sesame Street came on and the dog Barkley would come running over the hill, I dropped trowel and pissed on the TV. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. And it was the back in the day big when it was a big. That was a huge wood. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like a 700 pound TV back in the day. And I would piss on the TV <laughs> and then go get paper towels and just wipe it and throw it away. But it soaked into the rug. A, yeah. Yeah. You can't. So, like, after a month, there was a smell and nobody could figure out what it was. And, uh, they had to rip the carpeting out oh my god because i pissed on the tv every morning um but my brother when he caught me he joined in he didn't tell oh he he joined in so we both just piss on the tv double piss that is i can't believe we're alive yeah i I mean not even from like electrocution but like how did my dad not just fucking throw me through a window? <laughs> Long did, he, did they figure? They out figured that it, it you out. Guys pissing on the TV. Yeah, they 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 caught us like red-handed, then, or they were like, "There's piss. There's two boys." <laughs> <laughs> well, they had no idea where the smell was coming from. It was just like this: the the living room smells like piss. <laughs> I mean, like they were doing shit, like you know, like shampooing, tri- shampooing shit. the carpet. And, and the guests were coming up. over, and they're like, "Do you guys have a dog? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> we had, and the funny thing is, we have a dog, but he was an outside dog. Oh shit! So oh, it was so you like can't blame, it on the dog. Can't blame oh the dog, but I think they caught us red-handed, and then they like this is the problem. And then like that week, they were ripping the like, carpet out, putting it. Yeah, they're like, who the fuck are you? Why? <laughs> when oh you, your gosh. kids do, but kids do weird stuff, and then you kind of got to be like, oh my god, okay, this is, you know, this is those things that you don't talk about, but you're like, oh, people do. People you got to accept that stuff. a kid is kids are weird. Yes. Yeah, well, kids are fucking weird. They do weird shit. They don't. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know like pee smells like pee, and in four days this place is gonna reek. Yeah, they just think it's fun to pee on things. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, well, the other thing too was, I when I would wake up in the morning, we had a sliding glass door that went into a backyard. It was fenced in, and we lived like whatever. It was like an acre of property or whatever. It wasn't like we're like now living. New York and Philly, it's like row houses yeah, and the yeah. fences and that kind of thing. It wasn't like that. It was like yard with woods and that kind of stuff. Well, every morning I would come downstairs, I'd open the door, I'd go out and I'd piss outside because I th- enjoyed it. I, like, st- I still do that. When yeah, I if I have the option, gig, first thing I, I do outside all the time. <laughs> if I have the choice of like being able to pee outside or like if we're out camping or doing something, I want to pee outside. There's something freeing about it. Primitive man, that's that primitive man. Mark, <laughs> Mark in my territory. Oh, this that is my territory. Yeah, yeah, I don't need it. My toilet. wife hates it. She just go inside. Well, I got, <laughs> I got to do it, babe. Go and leave me alone. You go inside. <laughs> but I got in trouble because in kindergarten we're learning about you know hygiene and you know 
what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? And it's supposed to be brush your teeth and wash your face. But I was like, go outside and pee. Yeah. And they called my parents and <laughs> the, were like, called DHS. I was like, get, uh, get him an outhouse. Get this kid an outhouse. <laughs> your kid said he goes outside to pee. Is there something we should know about? Like, he's weird. He's weird. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I remember that we had one bathroom, and if the bathroom was taken up and I had to go, like I would like pee out my window because <laughs> 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 my bedroom because I was stuck because my room was behind. You had to go through the bathroom to get to my room. Oh, so if somebody shit. was in there, I was locked in until oh, they were done. Wow. And then I'm like, so then I would like go. So, so wait, someone would like take a shit, big steamish, and you would have to walk through it to like leave your house. To like go through my to get to the rest yeah. of the house if I was back there, yeah. Wow, that's a rite of passage. It man. was a cool room though, so I gave like like there was another room I could have used, but it was like one of those attic style rooms where like oh, you like see the roof and then had these little closets yeah. and had, like oh, okay. had some uniqueness to it that nice. uh, that was cool. So I I forego <laughs> the fact that I'd just pee out my window if I had to. Whatever. Like, this whatever. was alcohol and drug fueled, but uh, <laughs> I had a friend who owned a really awesome art studio he did like photography and film and it was on the it was like it was way on the west side but um in the 20s in new york city and he had this humongous beautiful studio but the problem was if you had to go to the bathroom you had to walk down this maze of hallway because it was this was an old factory yeah. yep. and that they converted into uh offices and it would be like a 10 minute walk to go to the bathroom because you had to go on the complete other side of this factory. Oh, no. So we used to just open the window and piss out of the window. But it would be like four in the morning and there'd be all Dark. these people going clubbing and shit. And they'd be in line <laughs> waiting in clubs and, and we're pissing. probably spraying them with piss. Oh, like, God. is it raining? Yeah. Oh you guys are God. still doing like Victorian style, old school, like, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking shit bucket yeah. out the window. Yeah. Right. Two yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. Two. Like you you said that there was a law for that. There was a law. You guys were bringing that back. You got to be like, yeah. Have you taught your boys this tradition or no? Oh, so my youngest, Duke, he loves pissing outside. It's genetic. And did he catch you one day doing it or did you? No, and we. He came to Ohio, and my parents—they have acres and acres of land. They live out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, Dad, we can piss we, anywhere. We, like, I don't. I showed them because I do. <laughs> I, I still be outside. So your side. This is and my side. There's three bathrooms in the house. And we still pee outside. You walk past them and go pee outside. You go pee outside. Save on water. You're saving on water. I don't think there's anything wrong with pissing outside. Well, so my younger son, he loves peeing outside when we're at my my parents' house. And the other thing is, is uh, he the bathroom will be open at our house. And he'll, he'll go, Dad, I got to pee. Can I go down and pee in the sink in the basement? <laughs> so now he loves the, the sink. In I've the done some sink pissing in my life. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've done some sink pissing in my life. I, I can't pretend like I haven't. Never did the window thing. I've done some sinks. Okay. Life. So now here's a funny show. Uh, oh, well, and the, the art studio was on like the 15th floor of the factory. Oh, so okay. pissing out that window. It's, it was like a windy oh. piss. Like but it, it might like it, it must come back down on pissing. like floor 12. No, don't do this. You think it blows back. It's a problem. Jay, 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 stop with your goddamn piss dynamics. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Try, it's everyday math. This is everyday math. Y equals MX plus P. If you told your students that this is what you need to know your math for yeah I bet you'd get Same a lot more time. kids yeah, in so the math 
my daughters love to go swimming, right? So, and obviously, you have I'm to not a bathroom pool when you're so well. Enough. So that's a thing. So where we go to other people's pools, and so a family's pools, and so we don't want to do that. So, but it's family's pools. It's the guy who's my best man in my wedding. He's got a he's got a fenced in yard and an in ground pool, and then uh, my wife's uh, grandmother has a pool. So when they were doing, we teach the girls like when they were getting potty trained to get out, and then they would go just squat. Yeah, off yeah, to the side, not, right, and do that. Well, my oldest, you know, who's autistic, was not thinking about when we were in the hotel <laughs> inside pool. Oh shit! Nice. So she wanted to get up and immediately just go piss on the deck of nice, the pool like nice. she would at <laughs> not noting. But but I was so proud of her because she didn't go in the pool and potty Wait until training. She's on the swim team in high school. Right? <laughs> yeah. Potty training her was a nightmare because it's we had to like get professional help. It took a lot yeah, longer than normal. True. So like I it was a proud moment because she recognized and she didn't just go in the pool. Yeah. But maybe not the deck of the Hilton. Maybe yeah, not yeah. the deck of the Hilton. <laughs> I mean, they, when you leave that extra four hundred bucks when you get the room, that's what it's for. It's like, oh wait, are you the one whose daughter pissed on the? Okay, yeah, we're gonna keep that. Thank you, man. Have a good Thank day. Thank you for not did smoking you, did you in mean the room. Thanks for not yeah. pissing in the pool. Is that what you meant? <laughs> so, like, I, I want that kind of segues perfectly because we we have these anecdotes, right? We talk about our kids because that's like the most important thing to most yeah. of us. At some point or it probably has already happened, your kids or inside your home, your family, something has happened and you've thought, this is going to crush tomorrow night. But then do you ever scale it back? Because you're like, hold on, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a parent. This is my family. Like, what, what's your take on that? Or what, when you cross that bridge? There's, there's a lot that I think would be really great. And I write it down. And I maybe in the future when I can do more of a looking back and my kids are old enough to understand better what I do. Because then they might find it funny. My big fear is that they're going to see something online and not understand what I do. And they're like, oh, dad doesn't like us. Oh, dad's just shitting on us. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> I, I thought he pissing on us. I thought he liked us, but by the sounds of this, it sounds oh, like we ruined his life or gotcha. something, you know? So, like anything I do about my kids, and I, it's the same with my wife. Um, it has to be almost cartoon, like cartoon funny, that it's like it, there's no real sharp edges on it, even though it's true. I yeah. I try to take the edge off so it's not like because there's another thing I can't stand when the comic just goes up. Like I complain about my wife, but it's so obvious I'm happy and mm -hmm. I'm the idiot in this scenario. Like yeah. it's falling on me, not on her. I hate when comics go up and shit on their wives or complain about their kids to a point mm -hmm. as an audience member, you go, yeah, like, well, then just what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Ben Roy has that joke. Yeah. Ben Roy's got a joke of like, oh, I'm happily married. Like he's like, every comic I see goes up. He's like, no, I'm Harry. Super. She's amazing. Like he does. A, he just flips it. But it's, yeah, you're right. No, I, you're I, like, I, Leave. And then my yeah. thing I go, I know I make fun of my wife a lot, but, and then I'll like, I, I do the same kind of thing where I just constantly try to like let the audience know like, oh, I'm happy. Like, I love my wife. Yeah. Here's a couple things that tick me off. It, yeah. It's never. Or if you do it, we're like, you're you're the asshole. Yeah, yeah. where you're, I'm complaining the, yeah. about her, but I'm but actually. It, but it's clear fault. that you're the idiot. Yeah. And but you're trying to complain about something, but it's got to be very, very. I would clear. rather have the audience go, why would she stick with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There rather you go. than exactly. going like, why are you still with her? Right, right. Because it's not that. 
at after, all. After the show, some guy's like, "Yo, you could divorce that." He yeah, had to his business card. He's know, like, I, "I work. I specialize." In but this. like, I've had and I've been with my wife after a show at at a club, like on the road or whatever, and somebody would come over and go, "Does your wife know you say this about her?" And it's like, "Yeah, this is her. She wrote yeah. a bunch of the jokes too. <laughs> nice. Nice. Like she's it. It's I realize you have to if you're going to talk about that." I like to take the cartoon approach of like over the top. Of course it's silly or of yeah. course. It's, yeah. The absurdity of it. Yeah, That's what like, makes it fun. I make fun of like the, 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 I'd say my kids are completely different. The older one's a mini me. He looks like me he has curly hair, a beard, the, the younger kid. He's just like my wife, you know, mean, <laughs> beard <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's yeah. cartoon fun it's yeah, not exactly. like people are gonna yeah, go like, like oh, oh, yeah, jesus yeah. you'd say that about your yeah, wife yeah. so your wife goes on the road with you sometimes okay. um a lot of times in summer uh like i'll work resorts or like i was working for disney cruise lines i can bring my family and they get a free vacation well, well it's like me. actually a paid vacation you yeah. know it's like i have to work so at dinner time that's daddy's it. gonna go you know, whatever. And yep. you guys have dinner and I'll see you in the morning. And, nice. you know, I go down and to the auditorium, do my thing and then come back to the room. Um, but most of the time she doesn't. I mean, the, the magic of the. Well, she. Uh, well, OK, then my I wife asked actually, you earlier, at what point did you meet your wife? How old were you? Because we know by 21, you said you were doing that. Yeah. Game. At what point? 25 is so, when okay. I met her. Um, so you're well established at that point. Yeah, you know, I'm doing stand up, I'm doing all of this full time living. She knows what she's getting into. Yeah, I was a full time comic, and part of my proposal was I said to her, If you're okay with living with a comedian, you know, I'd love to spend the rest of my life with you because I knew I don't have a plan B. Yeah, I can't, we can't get married, and you go like, Okay, so when are you going to stop doing this? Yeah comedy thing my like, uncle wants you to paint with them so yeah, you got yeah. a full-time gig here how, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait so when you which how did you meet her we'll be right back Seriously? all right so spring break my wife was she was a teacher and she still is but uh she was teaching and she came up because she was high school best friends with my roommate in high school oh, okay. so she was coming up to come to new york they saw something on the food network her and her friend okay. They wanted to come up and, you know, have a weekend in New York. And uh, my roommate said he got called in to work, but I'm pretty sure he probably had to work and he just, he, he's books. not, yeah, he's yeah. not the uh, most reliable person on the planet. And um, he called me and I was coming home from a gig. He goes, hey, can you come in? I have a friend in town, um, but I, I got called in the work, so I can't hang out with her. And I was like, dude coming in from the road I, oh man yeah i'm with my other roommate who's a little person and uh my manager who was also one of my favorite people to drink with at the time and i go we're just coming in from the road like i'm going home i'm going to bed like i i've just spent two days you know partying and he was like please you'd be doing me this huge favor and i i asked the guys were in the car and i go hey can we stop by john's bar and he said he would buy us drinks and stuff so they're like all right let's do it so we go in and uh uh we meet angie and her friend uh, she had this uh friend with her and it was so weird angie was so mean to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was so mean to me and her friend was so nice to me and we're 
like just trying to have fun with them because we were trying to help John. And at one point I remember I was like, Hey, if you're going to be a bitch all night, <laughs> like we can just leave. But if you want, you can come and join us because we're having fun at the other end of the bar. Nice. And we might go to, you know, we might go bar hop around because I have a lot of friends who own bars in New York. And I go, so we might go bar hopping because we got our second win. And she was like, yeah, you know what? All right. I'll drop the, uh, I'll drop it because she just went through a relationship, and so she was kind of like, "I'm not dealing with some guy who's going to be hitting on me." And so we ended up having a ton of fun. And um, at one point, like she was doing stuff like this to me, like a homeless guy came in the bar, and he was on acid, and he was asking all these questions about like getting a flight back to his home planet and stuff oh, nice. and she was like oh you see the guy in the red shirt over there he's a pilot he's right? actually going later you could probably <laughs> get a great. ride with him nice. and this guy got so clingy on to me that the the bouncer had to come over and throw the guy out nice and um she that's was a keeper doing, there you go that's a keeper yeah man <laughs> she was doing stuff like that to me and then uh by the end of the night we actually kissed and then decided we were gonna do it to go out again and it was uh, it was hysterical because she was mean to me. That's a good story. <laughs> now you said your wife. So she fun. You said she had written. So had she done? Ever thought about doing comedy? Or was she no. just kind of like uh, she did? I think she did theater when she was real little. Yeah, but she is my wife. She's a librarian. She's quiet. Um, you know, if you're in her circle, she's very funny, and you know, like a lot of fun to be around. But like, if you just met her you know at work or whatever like you would just be like like completely normal but like if you hang out with us like on a weekend if i'm home or if she comes out on the road with me you're like she's wild she's funny she's crazy she's a crazy that's what my wife was she was an onion like uh, like like to kind of peel back like she revealed herself once she knew who you were and i like that i like that i want i think that's healthy to have that kind of guard up until you get to know someone and yeah and so that's yeah that's right cool i hearing you talk about that concept that your wife, you know, when you met her, that you were already into that lifestyle. It makes me think like, wow, like there's so many parallels (laughs) when I look at like, you know, our kids being the same age. uh, I really like you had talked about the Disney cruise. Like that's my dream with, with what I'm doing now is to have a possibility for my family and I to be able to go do those things. And so for me, it's it's an avenue. What's an avenue for that. But my wife, you know, she didn't sign up for that. She didn't know this was like, we've been married 12 years together, 16. And then all all of a sudden during the pandemic, but I'll tell you what, I started it because of her. Cause I missed hearing her laugh. And I, yeah. during the pandemic, we weren't laughing as much. And so we kept like impractical jokers on the TV all the time because the kids could watch uh-huh. it. No big deal. And, uh, and it was something we all needed that release. And we loved them. We used to go watch them on when they do their road show. And, uh, I had watched Mike Birbiglia's um, special on, uh, my, my girlfriend's boyfriend, yeah, and about yeah. how how ardent he was about not getting married, and then by the end of the show, it was all it came full circle about his wife, and that was like that was the thing that clicked for me, and it was like we had been going to an open mic just to get out of the house to watch comedy because that's what we did oh, yeah. for the break. For entertainment. Our last date, our last date before the pandemic was at an indoor comedy club. No shit on Valentine's Day. Now she's got to be one of the. She's extremely supportive. She is beyond, beyond, but she's been support. She's team me. Like she's whatever I've been into. Like I was hardcore into baseball. I coached baseball for 17 Mm -hmm. years. I thought I was going to play baseball, played a little in college. And that's right. We have a mutual friend. That's right. Who I played baseball with. You played baseball with. You guys both know Derek Eater. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, 
a, a girl I, I grew up a mile away from, we were friends. She moved to New York, but then ended up in Philly. And, and she's um, married to a guy that and I she married with. this guy oh, who I became like, friends with. When, when I got into it, Amanda was all into She learned how to keep score. She learned all this stuff that, and her grandma was big into baseball and stuff uh -huh. like that. So she, but she never was, her dad wasn't interested in her, but yeah, she got into it because she would keep a score at the games when I was coaching for the school wow, team. And ah, so she cool. was, she's just always been like a, she just, you know, we're, we're a team. Like once, when I asked her to marry me, that was, serious like that was like i knew she knew everything about me she knew all the you know things i didn't tell uh, about my family to girls i dated for a while and she was all in so i was like so she's always been all in so i just want to make now it's like the balance like yeah. of you know because when you're not home and now people see me out a lot because i'm yeah, doing what i need tough. to do yeah. but it's like it's an office like for me it's i'm at the office and i have the time at and home it's but such people a hard know time that. right now and the the part you're in right now is it's still paying the dues, but yeah. you're still getting nibbles of the more professional yes, work. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's going to be a point, and maybe it already happened, where your wife goes, you got to stop doing this and just do the ones that pay well. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, well, I just got picked up by this mm. teacher comedy tour. And that's, I think, was sort of like, oh, that's like, all right, this is this is not church league softball on a Sunday right, afternoon right, right. anymore. Yeah. Like and you can like you, all of the effort and going out each night to do a mic is paying off. And it's still a long road. Yeah. But she's been so patient and I gave up. I stopped coaching baseball. I stopped going to play. So I I did things to sort of fill in the time yeah and to be honest i've if i kept coaching baseball i never would have been home to get my daughters off the bus i never would be home for yeah. six seven eight months out yeah. of the year so and i was getting paid trash like three dollars an hour and mm. i was taking up so much of my time that people sometimes in my life don't realize i'm actually home more now than i've ever been it's just <laughs> i'm traveling the, a little bit and it's odd hours like we got home at like so 2 a.m i get home at like 2 a.m the one night we went down to rehoboth and yeah. did that clear space theater gig on a wednesday then yeah. i was in at school 7 10 oh. the next morning you know well does, and oh, does she has she ever been like oh i, I didn't know it was going to be like this has that ever come out like i didn't expect it to i be don't like well i think this. we both we both think that like that to <laughs> me like every day like you know like yeah. was like oh, wow like uh but i think we both enjoy it i think she enjoys coming out like because on mondays the phoenixville yeah. one when i was running that like hosting for that she would come out that was our date night every monday yeah and, and she, she was having out. fun she, yeah, fun. she loves it she was I mean, timing and enlighten people sometimes. we were we were you and i were out on wednesday mm -hmm. pretty late i think you blamed that one on me actually i did oh i totally did my wife's a big fan of al so i can get away with so much if i say i'm without but that was that was yeah it pretty late for school right? well because we did a show and then i was like ooh, there's a mic if we hustle we yeah, can get to this other away, mic. And then yeah. she caught me on my iPhone on the location tracker. <laughs> She's like, really? She's like, you're at, you're at bar 13. And then the yeah. one night I did a show in Staten Island on a Tuesday. And then I, uh, and then I'm like, oh, I can get home in time to get to grape room before oh it closes. Gosh. She texted me. She said, really grape room. Yeah. <laughs> but then we have like a, this fun relationship where I know like the minute I have like this internal bat signal and I'll be like, my wife hasn't texted me. And I kid you not. Every single time I look down at my phone, she sent me a text. Yeah. She sent me a, like we are, <laughs> we are on a level of sickness that like doesn't require talking. Sometimes like That's good, yeah. we just have an internal clock, and sometimes it's good. But then sometimes 
I'm like so needy. I'm like the wife sometimes because I was raised by women that I'm oversensitive about stuff. So I talk too much. And then she's like the reverse where she's like, oh, she like has to be it has to be pulled out of her. Yeah. So it's like such a cool relationship. And I'm grateful because we each fill in the gaps for each other the things that we don't have or didn't get we that's give each other she because yeah, i think she wants that spontaneity she wants the life so she enjoys being around comedy uh to a point and then as long as i'm there to be there in the mornings like i go hard on the other end like no matter gotta, how late i get in on the other side the yeah. morning's mine to you can't be take sleeping in of. on the grounds that exactly i was out till two in the morning last and night. everything that's goes in problem. google calendar and she has to i have to i add her and then she approves or denies from there and i can count on a couple fingers how many times she said no yeah, yeah but when yeah. she does say no she knows i'll listen it is tough to be a, the partner or spouse or girlfriend of a, of a comedian well because we keep the hours of a doctor but we don't make the money or have the respect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go that's, that's i'm 100%. on call yeah well and she can see i'm fulfilled like i the me and you guys don't know that me but the me that existed two and a half years ago was a very unhappy me. Ah, it was a very person yeah. that was uh, would, was giving everything he had to something, to education and and to this, but it was it felt a little bit like unrequited love at, at a certain point. And you could tell, and she's still in that. She's pouring her heart into her students and doing so much. Right. And and I, I am too, but like there's a shift for me because I found a, a new outlet that allows me to like decompress at the end of the day, allows me to keep work at work. And I'm not in my classroom, like cracking jokes. I mean, I always was like someone who used humor. Well, you're a funny person. But yeah, but That's I'm not in there trying the bits out on my kids in class. Like they would not know. Like I'm sure they'll find out or the parents know. Yeah. But like they, they might say, oh, that makes sense. He's funny. Or yeah, sometimes I'll come up with weird analogies, but I'm not in there trying to like drop bits down. You know, you know what I found out? What I realized is for, for my girlfriend who I live with, so I, I'm pretty much married, is if you don't come home smelling like booze, or weed, that's a really good start. Well, that's just it. I'm not that's doing really yeah, I'm not doing what those 22 like, year olds are I don't, doing. Yeah, I don't, when I go out, I don't drink. If yeah. I do a shot, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing that. I used to drink a little bit because it like took the edge off. And then I really just st stop altogether because you're going to make you better comics. It's going to make yourself crisper and you're going to learn more from what you're doing. Exactly. If you don't come home smelling like you were partying, that softens the blow a ton. Every and I'm, and I'm driving. Like, well, it's not even well, yeah, right. driving. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a teacher. So like there's no, there's zero yeah. tolerance. There's yeah. no like. Right. But that's what I found. So I am not a teacher and I don't always drive, but I know that if you, if you don't make it, if it seems like a job where you would never come back from your, your mm. teaching the school smelling like tequila, if you yeah. take that out, it softens the blow a lot. And they really, she can really appreciate that you're out there working hard at something. Now, if I were drinking tequila, being a Spanish teacher, <laughs> uh, that's actually research. That's, yeah, it's research, it's professional <laughs> development at that point. I wrote off the bottle of uh, Don yeah. Julio. Yeah. <laughs> it Dude, well, that was great. We would go down to Mexico and like, I don't look like a guy who speaks Spanish. So like on our honeymoon, that's where oh, we yeah. went. <laughs> and the guys at the bar, I would go to the first wing, make friends with them. They would teach me Mayan which is like oh, a shit. more tonal kind of Asian dialect style. And then oh, they would, then when the change of shift would happen, I would come up and casually order when they oh, weren't shit. looking at me and they were busy doing something else. I'd be like, Oh yeah, that may want a Chela and Chela is like the inside word in Mexico for it. Give me like a draft beer. It's like the, you know, it's no, like the way of saying, you, you know, without <laughs> saying like, give me a pint it's of like, your finest alcoholic yeah. beverage. It's like knowing Philly. Exactly. Lager. It's like saying John or whiz wit. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're speaking Philly. Yeah, longer, and you know I'm getting a yingling, you know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's, I think that's interesting. I think it's important for all of our, you know, spouses or otherwise. Now, you said you were almost married. I, you're not. You didn't commit. No, not yet. Are you going to do it? Yeah. 
at some point. <laughs> How yeah. long have you guys at been together? Point. Oh man, man, five five years, four years. Did she ever come out and see you perform? I, I don't. She used to come out more because I think the only time I saw was when we did a spot at St. Mark's together. Up oh in yeah, the that's city. right. She was there for that one. She she used to come out more, but you know, it, it's not. I don't think it's that fun for her to yeah. be sitting in a room full of comedians. Well, the like worst part is a lot of times comics treat the spouse like shit or the girlfriend like shit because they think like, well, I'm never going to see you again or I can't get anything from you. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to flirt with you or you're not a comic. So what do you know? Yeah. Cause I've watched my wife hang and I've, I've seen it too, because for a little while when we moved in together before we got married, she bartended at a friend of mine's place and there's a mic there and the comics would treat her like shit. And then the GM would be like, Oh, did you talk to Mark's girlfriend? Oh, and, and they're like, like, Wait, hey, that's yeah. hey, hey, tell your tell yeah, your boyfriend, yeah. tell Mark I said what's up. Well, comedians are notoriously like opportunists, right? Yeah, like once they find out you got something for them, they're their whole attitude yeah, boys, shit. you know what I mean? But oh. yeah, she she there was a time where she used to like think she wanted to hang out at an open mic. And I'm like, you don't want this. You, do not <laughs> want this. Am, am I, you yeah. don't want this. Like, I appreciate, I know what you're doing. I appreciate it. So you don't want to be here for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And now she, she very seldom comes out because you don't want to do it. Yeah. But it's a, another thing too is, and I say the magic wears off, but it's like, my wife loves what I do and she knows it makes me happy, but she doesn't live or die by the, uh, Oh my God, my husband's an entertainment. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. We, we have so much it's other like, yeah things. do the laundry buddy she All gets right. excited like i'll tell her stuff and she'll get excited for me because she knows i'm happy but she doesn't care well, i feel like it keeps that grounded. I, like, I, I like that about it because yeah. i feel like it keeps me grounded and i don't know the, how true the story is but i used to tell the kids like julius caesar supposedly after he would win a big campaign and they'd have this big parade and oh he's the man he had somebody on his chariot with him as he was going down the parade kind of being like yo you're just immortal remember you're just a man wow like there's wow. something about that yeah. that for me that i'm grateful for and i think because yeah. that's the normalcy of life like your kids they don't really grasp what you do yet do they they so they kind of do they understand that like uh, they they understand more of the acting and directing side i think more than stand-up but they did they do try to write jokes for me and they nice. always ask me if is this funny dad is this funny and i'm like it's just like hanging out with open mic yeah, right Jeez, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, my daughter said that the other day she's like daddy she said something about like i don't know i said home depot and she just started giggling she's like you should put you should put that in your act but like make it funny and i was like what home depot very relatable dad very relatable <laughs> apparently my wife took them to uh to a pool without me and then she had made friends with another one and they were like giggling and laughing she's like yeah i'm funny like my daddy he's a comedian and i was like she texted me that i was like oh my god that's adorable because go. uh, i don't think they, they get it to a level because my oldest will say are you gonna go tell jokes about me and and to what we were talking about earlier i try to make sure that my daughter especially my autistic daughter she's the suit she's the hero of the joke or yeah. she's the yeah. taking something like that but like it's her superpower not 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 punching down yeah. or not looking because yeah. i had a guy last night i heard he had done a joke about his daughter he's like oh my daughter has cancer uh but you know my youngest has cancer but don't worry she's not my favorite Oof, gosh yeah a dark yeah it's pretty, <laughs> right it's i thought it went dark, dark. Depending too on the person's persona, yeah, you, you could get away it. with you it because it's like, did Had you, you make it a cartoon? Yeah, like is it like you're the super loving guy, and then you're like, but it's cool, it's not yeah. my favorite. But if it's like, oh, she's not my favorite, it's like, oh, 
just that tiny tone could change it from being cringy to the being tension. like, well, yeah, if you're going to build that, like tension, if Kevin Nealon said it, the so. joke, yeah, yeah, Kevin Nealon said the joke, you'd be like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And then yeah. Jezelnik would say it the other way. Yeah. That would make you go, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, I mean, this has been a great time. I feel like this is a nice, uh, a nice landing point for us today. We can't totally. thank you enough for spending Thanks time for with us great, this talking cool. about the time with your grandfather, your dad. Like, I feel like, uh, I think there was a lot of cool things here today that I appreciated. Yeah. So thanks for spending the time with us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, you, man. A lot of fun. Seriously, dad. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.